Welcome to episode 423 of the Paranoid School Rock Show. My name's Armitage and as with last week's show, I'm going to play you a live gig that should be on the radio, but won't. Evening all, yesterday, yesterday being the 27th of February, future and non-World Rock Radio listeners was one James T. Percy's 60th birthday. We all know him as Jimmy Percy, a sham 69 fame. As with Captain Sensible's last year, Jimmy decided to mark the occasion by playing a special birthday gig with this one at one of the birthplaces of Punk The 100 Club. Up to this point... I'd only seen Sham 69 once before and that was supporting the damned at the Punk All Day in Birmingham, February 1996. That lineup consisted of Jimmy, Dave Parsons, Matt Sargent and Ian Whitewood. Last night was almost the classic 1977 lineup, with drummer Mark Kane being replaced by a friend of the show, Robin Guy. Now, for those of you who don't know, and need bringing up to the speed with the intricacies of legality in the music business, this lineup isn't the officially recognised Sham 69. That one goes to the one that features Sham drummer of 28 years, Ian Whitewood, even though Jimmy in 2011 trademarked the name. This all came about uh, when Jimmy was fired from the band in 2006, taking Matt with him to form the very excellent Day 21 with the Rev and Schnell of the Towers of London. Dave and Ian recruited Tim V on vocals and to begin with Rob Jefferson on bass. And it seems some sort of legal agreement was drawn up and signed, giving them exclusive rights to the use of the Sham 69 name, which was all well and good uh, until Dave left to hook up with Jimmy and Dave Tregana, which sort of left them with uh, no original members. To avoid confusion, the bands are billed as Tim V's Sham 69 with Jimmy and Co just plain Sham 69 with the words Percy, Tragana and Parsons written in an extremely small point size. Anyway, as you'd expect, the 100 Club was sold out. Uh, I'm only really familiar with the Tell Us The Truth and the Adventures of Hersham Boys albums, although I did invest in last year's The Evolution of Punk CD, which is 16 tracks of new studio and classic live recordings from Rebellion 2013. I was fortunate enough to give Robin Guy a lift home from Ginger's 50th birthday gig last year and asked him why the mixture of live and studio. It seems Jimmy wanted an underlying theme, a story. So that's what we got. To the casual observer, Shan69 deliver football, terrace, sing-along, boot boy songs. Probably a large element of truth is in that, but it has to be said Jimmy can turn his hand to some great thought-provoking lyrics that are hidden in plain, catching sight. Uh, last night, all the socks were pulled, with the audience trying their best to out-sing the birthday boy. I don't think I'll be leaving it 19 years until I see Sham 69 again. Before I sign off, 
I'd like to thank one of the 100 Club security guys for helping me out of the venue into the fresh air when the first support band were on, giving me a bottle of water and generally looking after me as, although we were seated tucked out of the way in the right hand corner of the venue, I had failed to remove my hoodie, let alone my leather jacket and denim cut off, and was suddenly struck down with heat exhaustion. I kid you not, I uh, started to nod off started to sweat like Gary Glitter at a children's party and when I wasn't nodding off I thought I was going to pass out even after shedding most of my clothes my legs would not support me fortunately this security guy knew the signs and sorted me out for me to return half an hour later match fit and sham 69 ready until next week take it easy
on the Oxford Street. I used to live there once as a Romanian. When I was a gypsy traveller.
you're going to love this song because it's called That's Fucking Life!
imagine Bernie Rhodes and Malcolm McLaren? We can't be having them fucking dirty chitnos coming in here. This is called the Kitty United guy.
song about fuck albums. Let's write a song about a true story that happened in 1647 in a field when this country turned around and said, Why can't beggars and servants and soldiers have the right to vote? And Cromwell's cunts turned around and said, Oh no, you've got to own property to be one of the middle class in fucking England.